pinned the Mameluke archer's right leg to the side of his horse, killing the animal. Mahmud thought sardonically, Indeed, a fine, strong cast, also expensive. After all, a trained warhorse cost almost as much as a Mameluke. Damn! Instantly, Mahmud regretted his wool-gathering thoughts. One of the defenders in the rocks had handed the spearman another javelin, and this time the target was Mahmud himself. The throw was so fast, the aim so accurate, that Mahmud had to throw his body toward the back of his horse and lie in a less-than-dignified position to avoid the streaking dart, which passed through empty air where only a split second before his chest had been. "'This has to stop!' he bellowed. Crying out to one of his squad leaders, Mahmud pointed to the spearman. "'Get me that man!' The one with the scar on his face. I want him alive. Do you hear? He owes me much, and I will not be cheated of my dues. Take him, and the rest will lose heart. The Mameluke notched an arrow, capped with a blunt, rounded tip, designed to stun rather than to kill. He pulled back on the bow, sighted on the scar-faced man, and fired. Casca rolled off the boulder to avoid the stun arrow, cursing himself under his breath for ever returning to within even a hundred leagues of the borders of Persia. These lands had never brought him anything but trouble. He landed in an open space between two smaller boulders, but as he did, two horsemen attempted to run him down. Scrambling crab fashion, Casca barely avoided the iron-shod hooves. Damn! He whipped around to catch the rear horseman by his long, green-bordered tunic, He jerked the Mameluke out of the saddle and beat his face in against the nearest granite rock. The lead horseman had trouble turning his animal. Just as Casca whirled toward him, a rock twice the size of a large man's fist flew from one of the defending Circassians and hit the Mameluke squarely between the shoulder blades. Casca could hear clearly the brittle crunch of a spine breaking. A five-pound rock thrown downhill at a distance of less than twenty feet is a deadly instrument. Time to get out of here. To Hades with the Circassians. There wasn't much more he could do now than try to save his own ass. Casca grabbed the light, curved scimitar of the Mameluke, whose face he had just crushed, and leaped on the back of the dead man's horse. Dodging a flight of barbed shafts from the Mamelukes, who apparently had momentarily forgotten they were to capture him, not kill him, Casca slapped the horse across the rump with the flat of the scimitar and tried to break for open ground. There he could at least get a running start, hoping the slave hunters would content themselves with the men still in the boulders, thinking them to be easier and more profitable game than the one fleeing man who had done such damage in his escape. After all, six Mamelukes did lie dead or severely wounded, thanks to the scar-faced one with the gray-blue eyes and square body. Most of the Mamelukes would have been well content to have seen the last of him. Not Mahmud. Casca tried to run him down. It was a close thing. Mahmud had to hit the ground, rolling quickly to get protection behind a sun-baked boulder to avoid the hooves of the scarred one's horse. Indignity upon indignity! Mahmud fumed. Not only had the barbarian killed many of his men— not only had he, Mahmud, been nearly punctured by the scarred one's lance, but as he got to his feet and brushed himself off, he discovered that there was now a large hole in his robe that would be difficult to mend. 
That was the last straw. Mahmoud's robes had been fashioned from the rare and costly silk of Chin, a gift of honor from Nizam al-Mulk, Grand Vizier of Baghdad, and advisor to the new caliph, Malik Shah. Intolerable! Get me that man! Mahmoud cried to his captain, his voice roaring like a whirlwind. Get me that man, or you will take his place on the block! Bu Ali, the captain, had no desire to lose his favored position and return to the status of a field slave, or even worse, to be sent to the copper mines of Koramshar. He took five men with him and raced after the would-be escapee. Across the plains they galloped, spreading out to keep the scar-faced one from being able to turn to the north and reach the ranges of the Caucasus Mountains. Casca.